0: The parasha of Va'era begins with some fateful words. It wouldn't be too much to say that they changed the course of history because they changed the way people thought about history. In fact, they gave birth to the very idea of history. Listen to the words. God said to Moses, I am Hashem. I appeared to Avram, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov as Kel Shaddai, but by my name Hashem, I did not make myself fully known to them. What exactly does this mean? As Rashi points out, it doesn't mean that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rivka, Rochel, and Leah didn't know God by the name of Hashem. To the contrary, God's first words to Abraham, leave your land, your birthplace, and your father's house, were said using the name Hashem. It even says, just a few verses later, Vayera Hashem el Avram, Hashem appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So God had appeared to Avram as Hashem. And in the very next verse it says that Avram built an altar and called on the name of Hashem. So Avram himself knew the name and had used it. Yet it's clear from what God says to Moses that something new is about to happen, a divine revelation of a kind that had never happened before, something that no one, not even the people closest to God, had yet seen. What was it? The answer is that through Bereshit, God is the God of creation, the God of nature, the aspect of God we call, with different nuances, but roughly the same sense, Elohim, or Kel Shaddai, or even Konesha Shamaim Ba'aretz, creator of heaven and earth. Now, in a sense, that aspect of God was known to everyone in the ancient world. It's just that they didn't see nature as the work of one God, but of many. The God of the sun, the God of the rain, the goddesses of the sea and the earth, the vast, pantheon of forces responsible for harvest, fertility, storms, droughts, and so on. There were profound differences between the gods of polytheism and myth and the one god of Abraham, but they operated, as it were, in the same territory, the same ballpark. The aspect of god that appears in the days of Moses and the Israelites, is radically different. And it's only because we're so used to the story that we find it hard to see how radical it was. For the first time in history, God was about to get involved in history, not through natural disasters like the floods, but direct interaction with the people who shape history. God was about to appear as the force that shapes the destiny of nations. He was about to do something no one had ever heard of before, bring an entire nation from slavery and servitude, persuade them to follow him into the desert and eventually to the promised land, and there build a new kind of society based not on power, but on justice, welfare, respect for the human person, and on collective responsibility for the rule of law. God was about to initiate a new kind of drama and a new concept of time. According to many historians like Arnaldo Momigliano, Yosef Chaim Yerushalmi, J.H. Plum, Eric Vogelin, and the anthropologist Mircea Eliade, at that moment history was born. Until then, the basic human drama struggling to maintain order against the ever-present threat of chaos, whether through natural disasters, foreign conquest, or internal power struggles. Success meant maintaining the status quo. In fact, religion in the ancient world was intensely conservative. It was about teaching people the inevitability of the status quo. Time was an arena in which nothing fundamentally changed. And now God appears to Moses and tells him that something utterly new is about to occur, something the patriarchs knew about in theory, but never lived to see in practice, a new nation, a new kind of faith, a new kind of political order, a new type of society. God was about to enter into history and set the West on a trajectory that no human beings had ever contemplated before. Time, was no longer going to be simply what Plato beautifully called the moving image of eternity. It was about to become the stage on which God and humanity would journey together toward the day when all human beings, regardless of class, color, creed, or culture, would achieve their full dignity as the image and likeness of God. Religion was about to become not a conservative force, but an evolutionary and even revolutionary one. Think about this, long before the West, the Chinese had invented ink, paper, printing, porcelain, manufacture, the compass, gunpowder, and many other technologies. But they failed to develop a scientific revolution, an industrial revolution, a market economy, a free society. Why did they get so far and then stop? The historian Christopher Dawson argued, that it was the religion of the West that made the difference. Alone among the civilizations of the world, Europe, he said, has been continually shaken and transformed by an energy of spiritual unrest. He attributed this to the fact that its religious ideal has not been the worship of timeless and changeless perfection, but a spirit that strives to incorporate in itself, in humanity, and to change the world. To change the world. That is the key phrase. The idea that together with God we can change the world, make history and not just be made by it. That was born when God told Moses that he and his contemporaries were about to see an aspect of God no one had ever seen before. And I still find that a spine-tingling moment when each year we read Va'era and recall the moment that history was born, the moment God entered history and taught us for all time that slavery, oppression, injustice are not written into the fabric of the cosmos or engraved into the human condition. Things can be different because we can be different, because God has shown us how. Shabbat Shalom.